bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Real Country Radio. Congratulations, Detroit. You can be thoroughly ashamed of yourself. The homicide tool has reached a nice even 750. Details on the latest leveling from Police Sergeant... Coming up now, we're going to start off the set with... ...in the morning. The hitless tigers could use this guy's talents. Mount Clemens police have a 36-year-old man in custody. Seems he got home about 5 o'clock this morning from an all-night spree. That ticked off the little lady who unleashed a verbal barrage at the man. That apparently the last straw for him. He picked up his genuine Willie Mays power eyes lightning strike Louisville slugger baseball bat. Proceeded to hit a thousand on the woman's head. Pull you up a chair and listen to this.
All right, let's go. Uh, here we go. Brand new sidetracked episode for you tonight. And uh, first things first, distribution channels. We've got this show now out there in multiple different ways for you to find it. You can find it on the website the way you always have, downloadable in MP3 format. SidetrackProductionsInc.com is the address. Uh, you can subscribe at RSS.com. You'll need to search for Sidetracked Powered by DHD to find it. And it's also available on Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, or Apple Music, Apple Play, whatever. I don't know what they're calling themselves anymore. It changes. I have to, every time I go to log in, i got to figure out how to do it again because they've changed it. Anyway, it's there. Tune in app and Spotify on all those platforms. There's multiple uh, podcasts out there that are called Sidetracked, so you're going to have to type in Sidetracked Powered by DHD to find us. And uh, thanks to the generosity of Tony Burkhardt and Dirty Hooker Diesel, your final authority on all things performance and replacement. For Duramax in particular, uh, it's, you know you know us for the hookers and the performance side of the business, but certainly the a, a fair bit, if not even the majority of our business, is straight-up replacement parts to keep your truck going up and down the road the way that you expect. Uh, DirtyHookerDiesel.com for that. The web store is now open at SidetrackProductionsInc.com. Small stickers are available, $4 a piece, free shipping. And our t-shirts are finally here, the uh, gray and black the band t-shirt is all listed up there. $24 a piece, free shipping on those as well. Um, after the weekend, we'll have what little inventory of the OG white shirts will be inventoried and listed up there. And hats, flexit hats, do any day now. 
So stay tuned to us for that. All right. Our top story tonight, it was a rough weekend in the sport of pulling several incidents taking place around the country and lessons have to be learned. Uh, there's some some things that can be taught in the case of all and uh, certainly first and foremost is our, our thoughts and prayers being with those affected because uh, in the case of one incident, which we will cover tonight, a life was lost. The first incident I want to talk about um, not sure if it was on the way to an event or on the way home from, but in Pennsylvania, had a tractor on a trailer get away from its tow vehicle, uh, a Ford Pro Farm, and uh, destroyed the tractor. It's one of those things where I don't know really know what you could do differently. I don't know the particulars on on the story. These things do happen from time to time. And if you drive enough on the roads, you're bound to see a trailer sort of accident take place, and I don't, again, I don't know the particulars on this particular incident, but I can't imagine that there's really anything that could be done different other than to just be aware when you're out traveling to and from shows from, as Brian Lively put it on Sunday evening, from the time you fire up your tractor in the barn, put it on the trailer and head out until it is back in the barn and cold. Uh, just, you gotta pay attention. That one, one of those things. Incident number two took place in Iowa at an antique event, and it was a pullback-style sled where not self-propelled to get back to the starting line, and they had to hook onto it with a tractor. A gentleman was unhooking a 6,000-palm-class tractor from the sled, and the tow vehicle hooked onto the other end of the sled and began to pull it away, and the tractor, the pulling vehicle, the competition vehicle, was not yet unhooked from the sled. And the gentleman who was unhooking it uh, was run over, in a sense, by the pulling vehicle. He is severely injured, had surgery on Monday, more surgery today is my understanding. He's going to be okay, but he was hurt pretty bad. It's not a competitor in this case. It's it's someone who was volunteering at their time and trying to help out and make this event go, and he pays a very hefty price for it. Just be careful. You can never be too careful when you're at events and and watching things. Uh, we're going to talk about my visit to uh, the Miami Valley or Miami County Antique uh, Association, Pole and Fletcher, Ohio, over the weekend. My son went with me to this event, and he's interested in becoming a tech official. Wants to go to NTPA Tech School and and become a flagger and help out at things uh, on the track. He's not so much necessarily interested in being an announcer, and that's fine. He's more interested in that side of it, and and I encourage him to do it. So he was paying attention to what was going on on the track and asking me questions and trying to learn, and I was showing him and teaching him things that I saw happen at that event. And it's relevant here. The sled that was used down there, and I won't say whose it was, You'll see it in the pictures. The, the photo gallery will be up in a day or two. Not because I want to cast aspersions on them. It's nothing. It's not their. Nothing they could really do about it. It's hard to get between the the top of the rails and the buckboard to hook and unhook sleds. So the two gentlemen who were volunteering for that unhooking duty, I couldn't tell what was going. I didn't pay attention to what was happening on the starting line, but at the unhooking end, they were getting between the vehicle and the sled to unhook it. And my son saw it. He keyed in on it and said, "Did they should they be doing that?" I said, "Absolutely not. No. Um, find a way 
to just not do that. We were incident free. I want to say there was some trust level between, I I feel like the guys who were doing it sort of knew a lot of the competitors anyway, and and there might've been a trust level there, but that's usually when things go bad is when you get too comfortable. So just please be careful and let us use what took place out in Iowa this weekend as a friendly reminder that it's not a friendly reminder. Let's, I got to stop using so much soft language and start being more direct about this stuff. Watch your ass because things happen so quickly on a pulling track. There's graders running around. There's packers growing around. There's pullback tractors, sleds, pullers, golf carts, you name it. And things happen so, so fast. You just got to keep your head on a swivel and protect yourself. Um, Please. Now our third scenario, this one, this one's sad. This, this hurts, uh, happened in Missouri. Um, I'm, and if I'm, if I got any details of this wrong, please correct me. I will correct the record because I want to be accurate as best I can. A younger fella, I don't, I don't know his age. I don't know his name. Had come to a pole in Missouri with a 560 diesel that was his grandfather's tractor is my understanding. His grandfather passed away three weeks ago. He brought granddad's tractor to this event and wanted his intention was to pull it in his grandfather's name, his grandfather's honor. Tractor was in the pit area. He went to go start it. Something hung. The throttle hung. And the tractor took off um, up, a, up a flatbed trailer and rolled over. And uh, unfortunately, the young, the young man died. Uh, as a result you just you just never know check over everything check over your equipment be prepared for anything to happen um fortunes can turn that fast and you just always have to be cognizant no matter how many times you have sat on your your tractor and run it i don't care if you started it 10,000 times Number 10,001 might be the time something goes wrong. And you just got to be ready. Um, that's, that's, the, that's the facts of it. It was a brutal, brutal weekend for this kind of thing. And I sort of feel like in the enthusiasm to get out there, following all of the restrictions and the coronavirus thing, that there was some inattentiveness out there. I don't know that to be true. I, I guess I don't want to cast aspersions on anybody that they were, that that was the case because it was, it's bad enough. I don't need to ascribe any sort of guilt to anything. And it's not about placing blame anyway. It's that's totally irrelevant. All I'm saying is just be vigilant with whatever you're doing. We're out there to have fun. We're out there to have a good time and we can, and we do. But at the end of the at the end of the day, we're all dealing with heavy equipment, and accidents do happen. They can happen, and it can hurt. It can kill. So just uh, just be ultra ultra mindful and go over go over your stuff. Um, the the best competitors have consistent checklists that they go down before anything happens. You you don't even move the thing without 
the box getting checked. Just, you have to do it. And I don't care if it's just a simple antique. Run, run through your cables. Make sure all the electrical connections are good. Run through your throttle linkage, please. Run through your clutch linkage. Check your brakes. Make sure the thing is ready to run safely, please. Um, I don't want to have to do another report like this ever. So just be be mindful of that. I can't stress it enough. Be careful. Be careful. So that goes into what I did. It was a very impromptu thing. I had no intentions of doing any anything motorsports-wise really this past weekend, but uh, Friday late in the day, uh, I was contacted by friends in central Ohio asking, uh, hey, there's an event going on. You want to come down? And I put it to, to my kids basically to decide if they didn't weren't interested in going. I wasn't going to, but Christian said, yeah, I'm game. Let's do it. So we made a very long day of it and went down to Fletcher, Ohio for that event. And I, I just, I was shocked by the turnout when I get there, not just competitors, but fans, you'd never know any of this had ever happened. Well, you actually would know that this had happened. I think the turnout was phenomenally good for that reason. We had two tracks going, antiques on one side, garden tractors on the other. And it just felt like the pent-up demand to get out and go do this and go watch it was so high. You don't ordinarily see a crowd at an antique or a garden tractor pole or a combination thereof. I mean, this this was a small club event. The place was jammed. It was rammed full of people, and it was awesome. It was very, very good, and it, it, uh, it was nice to be among family and friends and, and, and sort of shake things off a little bit. Were we being irresponsible about our health? I don't think so. I genuinely don't think so. Is, is the disease a real thing? Is it harmful? Am I concerned about it personally for the sake of such things as my parents? Absolutely, yes. But I don't think we were engaging anything, any sort of risky behavior by being there and enjoying it. And and certainly the crowd bore that out. And the competitors too. Uh, we're at, a, at a, a club level event in West Central Ohio and we've got competitors in there from Indiana we had a couple tractors come down from Michigan. Actually, the first I get out of the car, and the first guy I run into in the pit area is Ken Guile and Nick Sweet. Nick lives like ten miles northwest of me here, so uh, nice to see them uh, out having a good time. There was a guy who drove seven hours out of New York to be there in Paul uh, with a nice black uh, five sixty diesel that I'd never seen before. So that was that was cool to see as well. That certainly there is pent up demand to get out there and do these events, and uh, a lot of the talk was uh, about other events going on down in down in the central Ohio region, and how there were more events coming this coming weekend. Uh, I I won't be in attendance at any. I've got prior engagements, but um, there is a pent up demand for the sport, and I feel like the thing that's going to carry tractor pulling through as all the larger caliber events well not all but most larger caliber events that are particularly tied to fairs and festivals get canceled and we'll talk about that a little bit more here in a moment as those events go by the wayside it really is going to be the grassroots that's going to carry the day and keep things alive i've been saying on this podcast i think since the inception that the grassroots level the club level the antique level really seems to actually have a decent heartbeat, some serious health behind it. We see declining numbers 
at the higher levels of the sport as perhaps it becomes unattainable or, or not cost effective or I don't want to get into it, but fragmented in terms of the class offerings. We've we've argued that point ad nauseum around here. At the grassroots level, the antique level, I see new stuff getting built all the time. There's new tractors coming out all the time. We're adding ranks down at, at that level. So the fundamental part of the sport, the place where how to do this is taught, where frankly competition, I think, in the antique world is as difficult or tougher than it may be at some of the higher levels. Uh, it It's very healthy there. There's a lot of engagement, a lot of involvement, a lot of family diversification and outgrowth too, where you see entire families with a fleet of tractors coming out. And, it, and that reinforces the health and strength just a little bit because you've got so many people within, within a family interested in it that there's sort of a it, it, a momentum that comes of that the, the whole family pushing each other to continue and um, it becomes a, a gathering point and a rallying point. Uh, you got a family reunion built in every weekend, so I think it's very very healthy and very cool. And I also am seeing yeah, every time we go out, I, I go out. I, it's like I find that thing. It's like well, I haven't seen that before, and that happened at Fletcher, Ohio as well. A uh, young man was there with an Oliver eighty eight that he had repowered it with a Ford inline six, uh, the Ford 300. Um, cool setup. Uh, it had tubular exhaust headers on it and a, a very large updraft carb on it. Um, probably, probably not as impressive because this event was for division two top cut and division three trackers. It was in the, the quote unquote division three which is RPM limited and speed limited. And that particular platform would like to see a lot more than whatever RPM it was turning. Not much, you know, it was, it was safely well below, well below 3000. It might, I don't even know if he had it to 2,500 even. Uh, it was, it was dialed quite well back. Uh, uncorked. I think, I think he'd have something there. Uh, would be interesting to see. Uh, see it run uh, a little bit more. And I posted that up and, and Brian lightly chimed in that there's uh, some out there with 292 Chevrolet in line sixes too. I'd like to see that head to head even kind of a, just a cool thing to, to see something just a little bit different. And it does take these sort of uh, outlaw style classes to make something like that happen. It certainly would never fly in an NATPA pole and that's okay. That's its own. They have their own thing there. Um, but yeah, Good to see that out there at Fletcher, Ohio. On the coming events page, uh, some things that are coming up here. And they tie in with some of our sponsors because I know some of these guys are going to be involved with the Prime Diesel and Auto uh, up in Petoskey, Michigan. Walton, Tracy, Sheeman, and the whole family going to be involved with, as is Diesel Freak and the Lalones family out of uh, Gaylord there. With the Great Lakes Big Rig Challenge, it was rescheduled to the weekend of July 10th, 11th, and 12th, which would have been UCC weekend. More on that in a second. As it stands right now, the event is intending to go on. In my conversations with Mike, he's he's planning to go full steam ahead and do this deal. Contingent on one very, very important piece, and that is the border with Canada opening. It's supposed to on June 20th, and it's really essential for this event to come off because so many of the competitors come from Canada. It, it, 
more than more than half. I think I'm comfortable in saying. So that's essential to do this deal. So it's it's still a tentative thing, looking to see what's going to happen. I don't at this point my crystal ball is a little bit fuzzy, but I don't foresee it not happening. But that is coming for that weekend. Also, that same weekend, um, should that event not happen because of a border issue and it get postponed once more, um, there's a chance I will be going back to Indiana because Diesel World Magazine, this time partnering with Smetting Turbo, is going to do a round two of drag racing at Wagler Motorsports Park. This time, you can go too. It's supposed to be open to the public. I expect it to be better and uh, better attended by competitors, and certainly with fans in the stands, that'll help as well. I uh, had a conversation briefly with uh, Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World Magazine this afternoon about it, and um, I think it's going to be an awesome event. Whether or not I can be there, again, commitments, It's everything's in flux, it's hard, um, and I try to be fair with whoever whoever gets to me first, so to speak. So we'll see how that goes. So also with that particular weekend, I had some speculation as to what really pushed the Ultimate Callout Challenge out of their weekend at Lucas Oil Raceway. And I'm not going to put words in anybody's mouth because they didn't expressly say it, but they also didn't deny it either. Um, it does look and feel more like uh, NHRA themselves kind of pushed UCC out of there because now they're going to do full nitro races. NHRA is going to start their calendar the weekend of July 10th and 11th at Lucas Oil Raceway with no crowds. And they're going to do it again on the 18th and 19th with another second race to start their point season. Also at Lucas Oil Raceway again with no crowds. And you know what? It might suck for UCC. And I'm not saying that's the only reason because I know that it's not actually. But it is their sandbox. I mean, they own the track. And that's the way it is. It's just the way it is. Um. I know on the UCC side of the coin, that that is not the only reason. There is concerns about certain coronavirus restrictions in the state of Indiana, much like there is here in Michigan, which we'll which we're going to talk about here in a moment, that affect things and and being able to do it with a full crowd. and And UCC needs the crowd there. They can't do this event without it. It it's too important, both to both to the ultimate callout challenge race as it is but also the Diesel Performance Industry Expo. Just have to have the crowd. It's it's, it's a revenue stream for the event, and it's what helped make it go. Period. Just It just is. And uh, on top of that, you've got 30 competitors, and even more, because the, the ODSS themselves were supposed to be a part of Ultimate College Challenge Weekend with their classes of racing. It's very hard for a shop owner who has spent the last three months worrying about how they're going to keep the lights turned on and keep the the employees that they've got on the payroll and keep things going with all this and then turn around and spend money on what amounts to a toy. And you just have to decide. And there's a number of them who decide, look, I, I can't in good conscience go do this. I can't necessarily even afford it right now. It's It's just we've got to get the business stabilized. And I get it. I totally get it. I I work for a competitor's shop, okay? I I want to I want to continue to work too. And Tony's been fantastic and and we have actually been in a decent position ourselves. So we've we have been busy, but it just doesn't feel right 
to put a bunch of time and expense into into a truck right now to go play for a weekend. It just doesn't. And I, on, on the other hand, as a fan of motorsports and as, as an announcer who loves doing my job and frankly, I lost a paycheck by it not happening. Yeah, I'm disappointed, but I get it. I also need my day job too. So it makes sense. Um, I think it'd be interesting to watch the NHRA events with no crowd and see how that plays out. Um, be fascinating. It would be fascinating to be there uh, in person in some respect, just for the sheer spectacle of that level of competition. And there's no one there, just miles and miles of extruded aluminum bench seating for the, the sound to echo off of. I, I think it's going to be a bit surreal. Um, I really do. So that'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Around the state of Michigan, and I think this probably applies to a lot of other states as well, but I'll, I'll, I'll phrase it in terms of what I know, which is here locally. A lot of fairs are going down, and, and there's only a few who have committed to even being open, and I'm honestly not sure how they're going to do this. It does have to do with state regulations being imposed uh, and, and the various phases of reopening. To be able to do a fair, my understanding, and I haven't done a an exhaustive research on this. My understanding to do a, to do a fair or a festival, we need to be in phase six, which would one of the preconditions for that is a successful vaccine that prevents the spread. So that's just not going to happen. We're unless something overturns this or accelerates phase six or the, the hurdles that have to be jumped to get to essentially wide open. Um, are, are modified in some way, we're going to be perpetually stuck at phase five, which does require social distancing. And at a county fair type setting, how the heck do you do that? I have no idea. And a lot of other fairs agree. They don't know either. There's no way to do it. Uh, one I saw today, it was actually Bay County Fair, which is another contract I'm going to lose, is... They're, they're canceling their carnival, all of their grandstand events. Basically, the only thing that's going to happen is their, their show classes are going to happen where you bring your stuff in, it'll be judged, no crowds, and things like the uh, livestock auctions and that, it'll be done online. And they're not the only fair to say that they're going to do it this way, to do an online for livestock auction and, and try to manage the logistics of it and figure out a way for it to happen because a lot of these families, a lot of these kids who have spent, they've already, they're already the money in on these animals to do this. And it just wouldn't be right to say, eh, sorry. You know, they're counting on these auctions to take place. So they're finding a way to do it. And that's, that's, that's positive. That's a step in the right direction. Hopefully there's buyers there that will be lining up and, and able to make it happen for these guys. So um, it's disappointing, but I do get it. My, my earlier suspicions about, the the carnivals uh, not wanting to do this or having some business reason not to, that may hold some water. There may be some truth to that. Certainly the insurance companies, I've heard rumors that basically if you, if you they state if you go ahead and do an event such as this, and actually Bill Bader from Norwalk, Summit Motorsports Park, echoed some of this in his most recent interview with uh, Bobby Bennett from competitionplus.com you go to the, go to their website fantastic drag racing website one of the better ones out there uh daily daily must read for me check it out unsolicited plug 
You're welcome, Bobby. Um, he talked to Bill Bader and the, even the liability insurance companies not, you know, were saying, look, a guy has a wreck on the track. We're not going to cover anything because it happened during pandemic restrictions. And it just becomes a business decision for these fairs, these promoters, these track owners to say, yeah, I can't afford to go play without insurance. Not, nope, nope, not going to do it. Uh, so whether or not there is truth to some of these liability companies playing that card with, with fairs and whatnot, I don't know. I haven't found that out yet. And I, I kind of question and sort of doubt whether I actually could get that sort of confirmation, but it does stand to reason that that would be that would be a thing out there to to minimize risk because that's what insurance companies do. Um, yeah, more homework to be done on that one. That just about wraps up uh, sidetracked for this evening. I'll look forward to having more for next week. And again, please visit the web store and check out our wonderful sponsors that uh, help us make sidetrack to go they believe in us and uh, we in turn like to return the favor and believe in them uh, brian lively hook magazine uh, hey I, I do all kinds of media platforms and that's cool but brian's a publisher that's pretty awesome publishes two magazines go check them out go subscribe please get up get those in your mailbox and read them uh thanks to tristan raymer and a bunch at lock performance in northeast indiana napanese their hometown Run a tight ship there. Uh, if you need anything done to any of your diesel trucks, not just Duramax, could be Cummins, Power Stroke, you name it, get hold of Lock Performance, Lock with an E. They can help you out. In northern Michigan, our friends Walton Tracy Sheeman at Prime Diesel and Auto in Petoskey. And, of course, Dirty Hooker Diesel Harbor Beach, Michigan, your final authority on all things performance and replacement. Check them out, www.dirtyhookerdiesel.com. That does it for me. I'm Charles Posh. See you next week. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo.